Hey, real quick, would you like to join me for a fun and super practical challenge to increase your online visibility? The Visibility Kickstarter Challenge is hosted by my friend Alina Vincent, who, if you don't know, she is the queen of online challenges. <clears throat> and that means that this is going to be one of the most actionable, value-packed, and fast-to-implement challenges that you have ever been a part of. I recently used her challenge method in my last launch, and it was the most effective challenge we have ever run, and it was easier than any, ever, any challenge we've ever run uh, as well. It is completely free, so if you want to join me, I'll be there. Head over to jenlaner.com forward slash 084 to sign up. And again, that's jenlaner, L-E-H-N-E-R.com forward slash 084. Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're listening to the Front Row Entrepreneur Podcast with our girl, Jen. Our guest today has been a full-time police officer for 15 years until she was injured and couldn't work on the road anymore. Not being able to work as a patrol officer anymore was a life-changing moment, and she decided that she needed to reinvent herself and start another career, one that she was in control of. And this is how she discovered e-commerce and specifically Amazon. As a trained teacher before becoming a police officer, our guest has now gone full circle and returned to her roots. She wants to help other women become e-commerce queen bees and take control of their own income. She's a true believer that your journey is yours alone, and she's here to help everyone who chooses to take on the e-commerce journey. Welcome, Janice Carmina. Hey, Jen. How are you? I am doing so well. I cannot wait to talk to you because... I've always been fascinated by Amazon. I mean, from its very beginnings, like I was early adopter. I think it's hilarious that, you know, we used to laugh at the fact that they were going to try to sell books online. It was like, who's going to buy a book online? <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? Jeff Bezos did a smart job starting Amazon. And think of just how brazen it was that he named it what he named it. Oh, I know. It's crazy. It's like the perfect name. I mean, he grew into his name, but it is fascinating. And now people, you know, obviously like we, we all order everything from Amazon, but as it relates to what we're going to discuss today, many people are able to build very lucrative careers on Amazon. Many people don't even know that Amazon is actually made up of a whole bunch of third-party sellers, which is what I am. Who knew that anybody can sell on Amazon? Okay, so let's start there. What do you mean third-party sellers and how did you specifically fall into this? Well, I think it was about, geez, it must have been about five years ago. I was kind of bored. So being a police officer, I was working two days, two nights, four off, and my kids were getting older and no one was home during the days I was off. And I was like, okay, what else can I do here with these four days off? So I was looking, you know, I looked at MLM, I looked at, you know, jobs you can do at home, anything to just make a little bit of income and to keep myself busy. And mm -hmm. I just happened upon a YouTube video that says, hey, what about Amazon FBA? And I'm like, what the heck is Amazon FBA? And I did a bit more research and learned that I could have my own Amazon store. Amazon could sell everything for me, ship everything. I just have to find things to sell. 
Okay. So that find things to sell piece is key, right? Yeah. You have to do a lot of research, right? Like you, you have to know what's going to have the margins and what's hot. I know you can't tell us all of it because I'm sure that that's in and of itself like a day long workshop. But what's the gist of that? Like, how do you find what's going to do well? Well, there's about four different ways, really, that you can sell on Amazon. So I started with what's called retail arbitrage, or they use the short form RA. So I was basically shopping. I had started an Amazon store, which is not hard to do if you go to Seller Central. Mm -hmm. And I went around with my Amazon app on my phone, and I would just scan barcodes in stores, because I was kind of bored, right? So I was like, scan barcodes, and would say, oh, look, this item that I found for sale for five bucks is selling on Amazon for $25. I'm like, hmm. And then I'd look to see how many fees Amazon would take in order to sell it for me. And they take about 30%. I'm like, well, that's a no brainer. I can make 12 bucks on each one of these products. I would just buy out all those products out of that store, ship them all to Amazon and Amazon would sell them for me. So that's And that's called the FBA? Well, that's retail arbitrage. Okay, Yeah, FBA is fulfilled by Amazon, which means Amazon, when I ship everything to Amazon, Amazon stores it all picks it all out of their warehouse, puts shipping labels on it, packages it all up, and ships it to their customers. That's fulfilled by Amazon. And they usually charge around 30% per product for doing that. So I don't have to do anything but find products and send them in the hundreds to Amazon to sell for me. When you were doing that, when you were doing the arbitrage, what is like your like your single biggest score? Do you have one that you remember where you were like, oh my gosh, I'm paying four cents for these and I'm making you know $4? Um, I think my biggest score was these scooters that I found. And you know, remember those Razor scooters? They were like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was buying them in Canada for like $39. And they were selling at a drugstore for some reason. I had no clue why they were blowing out these scooters. I was selling them in the States for 125 American, which is like $1,000 Canadian in my world, right? Wow. <laughs> so I, was, I seriously went around to every London drugstore in Vancouver Island that I could find. And I was sending in scooters by, I think I was able to find about a hundred of them. All right. That's where, this is the part where I'd be like, yeah, I'm out because now I got, I've got to figure out how I'm going to ship scooters, like, you know, envelopes or one thing or whatever. Yeah. But like, how did you, did you have to secure a reliable shipper to do a thing or did you just go to the to the post office and or what did you do how did you ship scooters i just went to the post office i went to canada post and i would package up five six scooters per box and i would ship the boxes to amazon united states and amazon made the shipping plan for me and would tell me where to ship them to so i just let canada post do it for me and then amazon sold them for me and then every two weeks i had the money deposited in my bank account and then were you having to do any stuff on your end like hustling on, you know, trying to get people to leave you reviews and, and would that make your stuff show up better than than the other people doing arbitrage or was it just based on like consumer demand? Well, back with arbitrage, I didn't because it was actually someone else's listing that I was selling on, right? Huh. So we talked about retail arbitrage. You can do right. online arbitrage too, which is exactly the same thing. But in this COVID world we live in right now, online is actually better because you don't have to go to the brick and mortar stores, Right. Then there's mm-hmm. wholesale, which is just getting wholesale accounts, which I'm not going to quite get into. But what you're talking about with reviews is private label, which is what I totally got into after I decided that I didn't like sharing the listing with other sellers. I don't like competing with other sellers. I wanted to be the only seller on my listing. 
So how do you get to be like, cause I always buy the Amazon preferred. Yes. And I never buy the sponsored ones. No. So you do Amazon preferred, which is the organic listings. So Amazon sponsored is pay-per-click advertising. Right. Amazon preferred. Are you looking for the ones with the badge? Do you mean? Um, it's like, it's no, it's got like a black line and maybe it has like the badge. I always filter by prime. Yes. And then I usually will go with the one, like if there's like two air poppers, right. Or air fryers, mm-hmm. let's say. And one is, has a lot of reviews, a lot of positive reviews. The other one has about as many positive reviews is the same price, but has the badge. That's the one I always go with. Oh, perfect. So what happens with that is that is, um, the fact that you're filtering with prime being that I sell Amazon FBA, that means I'm a prime seller. Amazon can control the shipping because everything's in their warehouse and that's a key to them, right? So I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not sending out anything that gets bought for me by, like I don't do it myself, I let Amazon do it. So that means I'm an Amazon Prime seller. To get that badge, it's just how um, good your metrics are as a seller. Like with your reviews, the quality, there's been no complaints, stuff like that. That's how you get preferred. Also, how many you sell. So the fact that if I do pay-per-click advertising, I increase my sales, right? So you can get that preferred badge. So as a private seller, is Amazon still fulfilling your orders? Or are you doing that from home? Oh, they do it for me. I'm a bit lazy sometimes with stuff like that. That is not my zone of intelligence. I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, same. So what is the deal with um, returns? Do they go back to Amazon or do they go back to you? And do you have to deal with that headache? No, they go back to Amazon. Amazon does everything for me. Like all wow. my customer service. Okay. Yeah, all right, so we, we need to get in on this. Okay. Yeah. So what about like, I've always been fascinated. Like I know when I buy a product on Amazon, nine times out of 10, I know that that's a lot of that stuff is coming from Alibaba. Yes. And I've gone to Alibaba and I'm like, I'm just going to get it there myself. Like, like I remember I had these, like these little cube timers and I don't know if you've seen them. They're like these auto cube timers and they're set like one side is five minutes. One side is 10 minutes. One is whatever. And I used to use it with my students as a productivity tool and everybody loved it, but they were cost prohibitive for what they were. They were like 20 bucks. If you bought them on Amazon, I knew that I could get these on Alibaba. And sure enough, they were there. But I didn't do it because it was so daunting. I was like, you you know, because they're in China, I couldn't understand how, you know, I didn't know how to look for a reputable seller. The shipping was really confusing. So do you order from Alibaba? How do you, where do you get your stuff? I do. I have a manufacturer from Alibaba that I've altered stuff with. Right. So that's where I find my manufacturers by I alter the products with them. So I want little changes. So what I do is I look at the competing products. So say your timer cube, I look on Amazon for anybody else selling timer cubes and I read their reviews and the people doing the reviews will tell me what they find wrong with them. Right. Like the 10 minute part doesn't work or I wish it was this color or something like that. So then I go back to the manufacturer that I found. Say I want to do the cubes that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I say, you know what? Everybody really wants purple. Right. So I'm going to launch purple cubes and I'm going to make sure that whatever people said in the reviews that didn't work works now. I'm going to fix those issues and then I'm going to make it premium. I'm going to use premium packaging. I'm going to add something extra like you use it for productivity. What an awesome way of putting an insert on how to increase productivity and call it the productivity cube. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it a bit more premium and then I'm going to get a whole bunch shipped to me. And shipping is actually not as hard as you think. 
from China. You can do A or C. It's really easy. And you and if you really daunted, your manufacturer can ship it straight to your door. Or you can get what's called a freight forwarder. So it's just taking it step by step, Jen. Don't look at the whole big picture. <laughs> well, and I guess like, and are there safeguards built in the way like eBay has with the honor system or the reputation system so that if you pick you know, how do you know, you you know, you're going to purchase, you know, 500 units of something, you do the transfer. I never even looked at how you, how you make the payment. And then what if they just stiff you or, I mean. Yeah. Alibaba, there's lots of safeguards. It's very similar to PayPal. Okay. Um, so first of all, I look at reviews and it's the same. The reviews make our world go around in business, yeah, right? That's so, for sure. Yeah. Everybody needs reviews. Oh, by the way, everybody just pop on the podcast and give Jen a review, please. On <laughs> Thanks. iTunes I always right forget now. to ask for that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> because again, reviews make the world go around. Yep. But Alibaba manufacturers have reviews also from people who have purchased off them. And then they also have what's called trade assurance. So when you purchase through Alibaba, usually they want 30% ahead of time, right? And if you send the money through trade assurance, you're guaranteed that if something screws up or they don't deliver or the product is horrible, you can get the money back. Also, I always have, if it depends on how much money my product is that I'm bringing across, if it's in the thousands and thousands of dollars, I get a third-party inspector. So an independent inspector over in China or Thailand or India, wherever I'm making getting my product made, to go in and inspect it. And they give me a full report with pictures of everything. They do random inspections of a random sampling of the product. All right. Well, how is a, a regular human going to know how to do that? How are we going to find an inspector in China? Is there like, I imagine there's a whole ecosystem or website devoted to that, or is that within Alibaba? There is. Alibaba has just started doing their own inspections, which is great, mm -hmm. but there's mm -hmm. also different Facebook groups and stuff like that that talk about inspectors and give references, of course, and then reviews and like that. So it's not hard to find an inspector and to liaise with them. But you know All what? Right. Four years ago when I started this with private label, mm -hmm. Right. I was doing it. Everything was going great. I've got two six figure brands that are building exponentially right now. And then, like you said, I got hurt. So I was like, okay, now what am I going to do? Right. Got hurt on the job doing a foot chase. It was a little bit, I'll have to go into the story later with you if you want. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear all about that. Oh, do you want to hear my foot chase story? Yes. <laughs> it was about, it was about two years ago now. Yeah. It's crazy. I was on patrol and in patrol here in Victoria, British Columbia, I work by myself. So imagine I'm 47 years old at the time. I'm in full uniform. It's about two o'clock in the morning and I hear over the radio, laptop got stolen. And I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty normal. Laptop got stolen. Guy's got the backpack. But what was different about it is the owner of the backpack, the owner of the laptop was actually tracking it on his phone. So he was giving us updates on the radio on where it was. So I was listening to the updates. I'm like, huh, I bet I know where this person with this backpack is going. So I tucked my car in next to this electronics store and I just waited. And seriously, I was not there about 30 seconds. And if you can imagine, it's all dark out and the streetlights are there. And this guy comes out from between the buildings, all dressed in black, black backpack, uh, black baseball cap pulled low. And I'm like, well, that's got to be him. <laughs> right. It's like, so I jump out of my car. I'm all excited now. I jump onto my car and I'm like, stop, please. And he looks at me and I look at him. I'm like, oh crap, this is not going to go well. And the chase is on. Like he just, <laughs> he just takes off. And if you imagine I'm sitting there and I've got like 22 pounds of gear on, right? And my 20 year old brain is telling my 47 year old body, you can catch him. <laughs> so Jen, I'm humping it down the road after this guy 
in my head, I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Why aren't I waiting for a police dog? But anyways, the guy jumps the fence. I've gotten cornered. I'm like, okay, this is good. And I'm waiting for another person or my other partners to show up to help. And he looks at me and he knows he's kind of cornered. And I look at him and he's got drugs on board. You can tell just by the way he's looking at me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh no, he's going to jump the fence. And that's exactly what he did. He came at me. He jumped the fence. I went to grab him. I turned to the right. He went down on the ground. I went down on the ground, ripped on my pants, blood everywhere. He dropped the uh-huh. backpack, which was great. Right. But then my partner, thank gosh, showed up and he took off chasing him. Right. I was trying to get up. Right. Again, 47 year old body going, oh my gosh. And I was listening to the radio again on my partner chasing him. And I heard him go around the um, building and he pulled a knife on my partner. And my partner (gasps) tried to taser him. There was pepper spray involved. And he came around the building and he came right at me again. And I pulled my gun at that time and I went, stop, please get on the ground. Like, did the whole, it's just like you see on TV, right? Yeah. Get on the ground, got him handcuffed and everything. And it was actually somebody we'd been searching for for a couple of weeks. And then I went back across the road to the parking lot where he dropped the backpack and I sat down next to the backpack. I was like, ow, I really hurt myself. And that was the moment where my patrol career ended. I was walking with a cane two months later. That's amazing. But do you know yeah. where I thought this story was going? Oh, I thought you were going to say, and then I walked back to the backpack and I tripped in a pothole <laughs> and, I, and I ruined my ankle. Um, but no, uh, I but, wrecked wow. my back. I wrecked my back going with that guy down to the ground. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's that, that like you had my blood pumping when I was listening that my, or my oh. heart racing. That's, that's so scary. Well, I'm glad you got him. Way to stick to the chase. Well, adrenaline, um, right? Thank gosh yeah. for adrenaline. So do you miss the adrenaline? Cause you can't be having that much adrenaline um, selling on Amazon. No, I do miss it. But what I miss the most, I think, is helping people. Yeah. I loved help. Like, you know, it sounds so cheesy when you're like a police officer. I just love helping people, showing up to my shift. And when people need you, you're there. And that's what I missed. So that's where I need to figure out and reinvent myself because I was already doing Amazon and stuff. I needed to reinvent myself on that whole need to help people again. And so that's where I reached back to my teaching. And now, I run courses and coach people on how to exactly do what I do on Amazon and help people through the process of starting their Amazon store and getting their own private label and figuring out Alibaba and shipping and doing all of that. And it's so much fun, Jen. So give our listeners and me, please, a glimpse into real numbers of what's possible, you know, maybe six months in, one year in, sustainable, that sort of thing. Real numbers. If you're looking at, so depends on what you choose. If you're doing retail arbitrage and stuff like that, then you're probably looking at a 30% return on the money you put in. So if I put in 10 bucks, I'm going to make 13, 14 after all the fees. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at private label, which I specialize in, so launching your own products and building your own brand line and then growing your brand line off of Amazon too, because I start using sales funnels and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you're looking at probably $6,000 to launch a product properly with Mm -hmm. advertising and Facebook advertising and everything like that. But you're looking at probably a 50% return on your product. So for the first six months, you're probably going to take all that money that you make and you're going to reinvest it and buy more product. Mm -hmm. And then it was after that, you can start taking the money out. So you're building a business, you're building a product-based business. So it's going to take time. So say 6,000 to launch a product. You'll make that back in about 
depending on your sales and your giveaways at the beginning, you can make that back in three weeks easily, right? And then mm-hmm. taking that money and maybe launching a different product or you're going to have to buy more product. So that's the one thing with a product-based business is you're going to have to have thousands of dollars worth of product ahead of time in order to sell and more on the way for when those sell out. Once because you get Amazon the wheels requires, rolling, they require that you have X number of units in stock, right? They don't. You can run out of stock, but you don't want to run out of stock, Right. So once you get the ball rolling in six months time, you'll have a system all set up where you've got product on the way, you've got product on Amazon, and you've got product selling. And then you can start paying yourself as an employee and pulling money out. How comfortable do you feel building your business on a platform that has ultimate final say and control over things? I mean, like, I always tend to surrender to those sort of things and I'm an optimist and it's served me well thus far. But I guess what I want to know is over these years, have you been pleased with the way you've been treated with any new fees they add in or rules that all of a sudden they decide to throw your way? Have you overall been happy or has it been a bumpy road? Uh, you know what? I love Amazon just because I don't have the overhead. So I'm not running like a brick and mortar store. I don't have mm-hmm. lease. I don't have mortgages. I don't have employees. They're doing everything for me and they're making sure the customer comes first. The only thing with Amazon is they control their customer. It is their customer and they do not want you taking their customer off their platform. But mm. that's where I start scaling and using like sales funnels. Mm-hmm. And I give um, Amazon promo codes. So I'll do a Facebook ad where I'm like, hey, do you want to buy this for 50% off Amazon? They go in, they enter in their email to unlock the promo code. So now I own that customer. I've got their Okay, genius. Yep, genius. They get the promo code for Amazon, mm-hmm. right? And then they go. Then I tell them what keyword to search for on Amazon to find my product, mm-hmm. right? And then they enter in that keyword, find my product and buy. So I'm kind of doing twofold there. And this is a bit more advanced, which we talk later on in my course on how to scale is one, I'm getting the customers. I've got their email so I can follow up. And as you know, the fortune's in the follow-up. And I can launch new products to them and ask them ideas for new products. And number two is I'm telling them what keyword to search for on Amazon. And by that, I rank in that keyword. So if anybody else searches that keyword, my product will come up first because of the Amazon algorithm. It's all about sales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, tell me about some of the actual stuff you sell. Uh, yeah, I've got two brands right now. And you're going to laugh them. So my first brand is No Straw Challenge. So about five years ago now, we were down in Costa Rica, my family, and my daughter, Izzy, looks at me and goes, Mom, do you know there's something odd around here? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm in Costa Rica. They're eco-friendly. I absolutely love it. I'm surfing. I have a drink in my hand. Life's good. She's like, there's no plastic straws. She was like nine at the time. Only a nine-year-old would pick that up, eh? So I look at my drink. I'm like, I'm drinking out of a bamboo straw. I'm like, huh. So a bit more research and realized that they have what's called the no straw challenge, but we didn't have it in Canada. It was only plastic straws were just starting to be banned, right? Mm -hmm. I think Seattle was the first city that did it. And so I brought no straw challenge back to Canada. And being that my daughter Izzy was nine at the time, we launched a whole line of unicorn straws. We had unicorn telescopic, we had unicorn everything, right? So that brand did great because we got in at the forefront, I'm right? looking at the website now, nostrawchallenge.com. These unicorn straws are so cute. They've got cleaners, unicorn colors, like sparkly yeah. blue and green and purple. And and then the cutest little bag. This would make the best birthday gift. 
you know, just keep these in the gift closet. And every time your kid goes to a birthday party after COVID, exactly. these would be great. Yeah. They're a great stocking stuffer too with Christmas coming up. And yes. that nostrawchallenge.com takes you to a promo code that you can use on Amazon. Yes, for 50% off. This is yep. sweet. Okay, and what's the other one? Oh, yeah, and a little thing with my son. My son's the one who designed those logos on the bag. So it was a family business to teach entrepreneurialism <laughs> to the kids. I love it. I love yeah. it. And then the other one, being a police officer, I hate the smell of marijuana. Like, hate it. It makes my nose itch. <laughs> Seriously. So it's legal here in Canada, right? And in many states. All over Canada? All, it's federally legal in Canada. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So when it became legal in Canada, I launched No Trace Bags, which is a line of smell-proof bags. And I'm a bit selfish. People can put their product in these smell-proof bags, and then I can't smell it. Okay. <laughs> so, their you bags solved the lined, problem for yourself. Yeah, exactly. They're bags lined with carbon and they're called no trace bags. And they're mostly for marijuana, but a lot of people are using them for camping and hiking and to keep food away from bears and stuff when you just launch backpacks and everything. So, and that all sells on Amazon. Oh, this was so smart. I'm looking at the page <laughs> now and it's good looking product. It really is. Thanks. The person that you work with in Alibaba. So you found someone that you can make adjustments because I really like that. And so you can make adjustments with this person. Do you tend to work with this person across both brands and future brands? Or do you have to like find a new person that you trust over and over again? Does it matter what the product is? I deal with one manufacturer per brand because I've, you know, business is formed on relationships. So I've mm -hmm. created a relationship with them now and we could talk back and forth, no problem. And I can say what specifications I want and what changes I want two items to make them premium, to make them better. Cause I want high quality. I won't launch it without high quality products. So usually whenever I launch a brand, I stick with one manufacturer and they do everything for me. And you don't have any issues with language barriers? No, never. Okay. Let me ask you this. So what, if, what about the technically challenged? Somebody's listening right now. They're like, oh, this sounds so good. And I don't have to deal with the shipping and you know, I could do it all online and this sounds so exciting and I have so many good ideas for products, but I'm a little bit tech averse. Is this for them or should they just stay away? Amazon has a great seller app. It's easy to do. Like seriously, they tell you exactly like, can you put in your product name? Can you put in your brand name? Can you put in how much you want to sell it for? I am technically averse with things like Photoshop and everything to make the pictures. So mm -hmm. I actually, I always outsource. Also, mm -hmm, it's not it's not my zone of intelligence. I seriously, yeah, I, I can't think that way to make really fancy pictures and stuff. So I hire out and I use, I have a marketing team now that I use down in California. But for gigs, which I love the gig economy. So if I have a one-off thing I want to do, like write an ebook to add in with a product or something, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll find someone on Upwork or Fiverr.com or Freelancer.com to do it for me. Okay. All right. Well, I'm totally sold. I am so excited. <laughs> I am so excited to share this with my audience and maybe even give it a shot myself. So for everyone else who's excited as I am right now, how do we connect with you to learn from you? Well, what I did is I created a course that I wish existed when I started. Mm -hmm. I was like, can someone please lead me through this step by step by step? Right. So I created a course. It's on www.ecommercequeenb.com. It's only $749. It's not in the thousands of dollars like many courses. And it also includes our mastermind group, which is on Slack. 
I like the Slack app a bit better than a Facebook group. It's a lot easier to talk directly with people back and forth. And you know what? If you don't know if this is in for you yet, we do have a free boot camp going right now. Mm-hmm. Again, you can go to ecommercequeenbee.com backslash bootcamp or just ecommercequeenbee.com and it's free. It's three videos all about answering your questions. And I guarantee at the end of the bootcamp, you're going to have a store up and running. So we okay. need to through that. Yeah. And then, you know what I say? I always tell people, you have a great idea. And Jenny, you probably have a ton of great ideas in your head because you've got that entrepreneurial mindset. Please get them out because you're doing me a disservice because I'm betting the ideas in your head can make my life amazing or a lot easier. So I really wish people would get their ideas out so I can go buy your products. (laughs) I love it. Okay. This is fantastic. So I've got the links. Everybody, I'm going to put the links in the show notes so you can check this out. I'm really excited to learn all of this stuff. And, you know, I feel like I had one more question and it just escaped me. And I feel like it was a really important question. It's driving me nuts. Oh, um, no. uh, don't you hate when that happens? Yeah. But you know what the other thing I think I like Oh, I about- know. I've got oh, it. Go. Sorry. The, the question is, do you have to mess with Shopify or you're just purely Amazon? So that's a question. Shopify and Amazon are separate things. Shopify is your own online store. Amazon is the platform you sell your products on. As you grow, you may choose to do a Shopify store and then Shopify will actually link with Amazon, right? So Amazon can fulfill your products for you and ship them out for you, right? So Amazon doesn't have a problem with your Shopify store being the front-facing thing. Not at all. As long as they get their cut. So that's what they care about. Oh, exactly. And you're selling on Amazon too. They actually prefer if you have a website, other like Shopify, WooCommerce, Wix, whatever, because it gives you a bit more credibility, your product credibility. So when someone says, okay, I want, like you said earlier about the air popper, well, I want Mm -hmm. this air popper. A lot of people will Google that air popper to look for reviews and to see if it's a legitimate and not just a Chinese seller chucking garbage into the marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll actually go look at the website and say, okay, you know, there's reviews and everything like that. And they'll go right through it. And then they'll go buy it on Amazon. Uh-huh. So it's good to have that social proof and also a Facebook group and an Instagram feed, everything. Okay. Well, this was amazing. Janice, thank you so much. Come back anytime. I can't wait to connect with you over at ecommercequeenbee.com. Ecommercequeenbee.com. Thanks so much. For sure. You know what? I had an absolute pleasure talking to you. If anybody's got any questions, just drop me a message. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye.